Welcome to episode 132 of the Two on Three podcast, where normally two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. But it's a special episode tonight, as Chris is away, and in his place, I had to bring in two guests to fill his sizable void. I'm Ty, and you can find me avoiding spoilers for MTV's The Challenge by blocking all the related accounts at SEATJK. And with me tonight is friend of the show, Josh. Where can we find you simping for the reality girls you love most, Josh? You can find me looking for all the shade and infighting between the contestants at Joshua Tufts on the Twitters. With us also tonight is first-time guest Gordy, who is actually the second choice of challenge experts in his house, but his wife was simply too busy to book. Would you like to tell the people where to direct their cancel tweets, Gordy? Yeah, thanks for the intro. Long-time listener, first-time caller. You can find me at GT Hanrahan on Twitter, but I tend to keep my challenge commentary to the DM threads for fairly obvious reasons. Because <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get those cancel tweets. I would prefer not to. When I'm when I'm not tweeting about the challenge, I occasionally PR about tech, and I like to keep that thread somewhat clean. That's it's understandable, especially if you're using your real name on the internet. <laughs> He's professional. Well, tonight, the three of us are giving the patented two-on-three podcast Good Better How treatment to MTV's The Challenge, nay, Real World slash Road Rules Challenge. In segment one, we'll share the things we like best about the show. In segment two, we'll talk about what maybe isn't so great. And finally, we'll discuss our plans to make it better. Beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for Dad Jokes of the Week before heading to the OT for a special challenge quiz. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. So, gentlemen, as you know, I've actually wanted to do a challenge episode for a long time. But one, Chris doesn't watch the show. And two, he judges me for watching it. Um, I've been watching since the inception and as we get into our challenge analysis, I want to start by asking each of you how you first found the show or got, how you got into it and so on and so forth. Gordy, since you're the first timer, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Yeah, well, my, my challenge love is much like my love of the band Wham. I, it is not a guilty pleasure because I don't feel guilty about it at all. It's one of the best things in the world. Uh, I, I've, I've been into the challenge really since the beginning, back in the road rule, uh, real world days. I, uh, I, I took a little hiatus during... Uh, during the college uh, years where I, I preferred to go out to bars pretty much any chance I got, but actually got back into it with my now wife at the time girlfriend. We were house sitting for a friend of hers. It was about uh, it, it was about 95 degrees in Seattle and that house was insufferably hot and the only cool place was the living room. Uh, they had uh, they had some kind of marathon going on on MTV at one of the seasons and she had never seen it before. And, uh, we sat down, literally stayed up all night long watching it, and uh, we were both hooked, me again, and her for the first time. My, that's fantastic. I love that story. Oh my God, he has the exact date. The, the inception. <laughs> I, you know, and you bring up right off the bat a point that we'll get to, but I, I, I want to express my frustration that reruns of the challenge is not something that MTV ever runs, and I don't understand why. Um, but you know what? Let's come back to that because I think we're going to need to examine it a little bit further. Josh, tell us, how did you find the show? Well, I'm old, uh, so I definitely was <laughs> on the real world uh, watching the original. I remember watching the first season of the real world and then a couple seasons after that. And it definitely I lost my interest. OK, this is just a bunch of heinous people in a house, what have you. And it picked back up with road rules. Uh, I definitely liked the road rules format. And then there was the tapping the competitive spirit. And I think I actually even remember that first crossover episode. I think you might talk about that in detail in the future. Um, and just thinking, oh, yes, make these people do something as opposed to fabricate drama or what have you. And so from then on, 
watched it quite a bit and then just, uh, you know, getting married, having children, there was just no time for that business. Uh, now that the kids are a little bit older, kind of circling back. And so I have like a huge gap in my, uh, in my, um, challenge history in the middle years, what have you, to the point where when I started catching up with these, um, War of the Worlds and what have you, I was like, who are some of these people? Like the whole concept of them not actually being real world alumni or road rules alumni. I remember Fresh Meat, but then all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you've been on TV. Come join. Right. Yes. More recently, they've been drawing. Well, I mean, the real world, it doesn't exist anymore. Fair. So they have to draw from the reality shows that actually do exist. Now, I mean, Fresh Meat, though, that was just a, a full on full open mm-hmm. casting call. So they're not they're not relying as much upon the the infrastructure anymore, and I think that's what is missing some of the charm now is that you don't you, you definitely need the recurring characters, right? That's what's appealing about the show. And you know what? We're talking about the show. We're talking about what's good about the show. So let's just do this show. All right. As I mentioned in segment number one, we're going to talk about what works the best for us. Um, I think that the, the reason I like the challenge so much is it's it's uh, a lot like watching a professional sport, and that you get a chance to follow someone's entire career. Um, we've actually, at this point, seen multiple generations of athletes come through the show. Uh, you know, the longtime viewers will remember Mark, uh, who, who became like a part-time VJ. He was kind of all over MTV for a while. Long. I should know his last name by now, but if you remember early on, they tried to protect their identities before the internet made that impossible. And so, like, you really didn't know that much about these people. Um, what about the cast, uh, you know, or, or in this vein, I guess, what, what do you guys like about the show? What, what works best for you? Uh, the, the thing I love is the creativity with regards to creating um, challenge or drama or changing strategy. I mean, everything that whether it's, you know, when they introduced eliminations, um, the elimination battle or, uh, you know, the, um, the things that rely on chance versus voting or the way they keep restacking how the voting works or obviously all the way up to this current season of the whole idea of you have to battle in an elimination to be able to make it to the final, just completely flip that dynamic on its head. And I just, uh, kudos, uh, Sounds like TJ takes a lot of credit for running his final. Not totally positive that he's the the brains behind a lot of the engineering of some of these things, uh, but my hat is off to them for continuing to find a way to, uh, and I'm going to air quote this, make these people work. And that's been an evolution, right, over the course of the number of seasons. The challenges have gotten more serious. It's definitely become more of an athletic competition. Um, if you remember the days when, the early days, you'd have an athlete on the show and if that person was like remotely athletic and in shape, they were going to dominate every single one of the physical challenges. Uh, Gordy, what you, so you've been watching for a long time. What are your first positive memories or, or like, what, tell us about like your experience with that transition. Has that worked for you or has it been, uh, you know, have you been less interested that it's less of a party atmosphere? Or do you like that? You know, which part of it do you like better? Which version? No, I'm, I'm with Josh all the way there. Like the, the more they treat it like a sport, the, uh, the more I like it. And, and there was a turning point. Uh, there actually, there were two turning points in the show. The first was when people started taking it seriously. Right. And everyone left for a season, got crazy roided up and nuts and came back ready to roll. Um, but the, the other great part, like Josh said, it, it's the twists. It's, it's when they throw in a puzzle or math, which I, I'll, I'll have a gripe about that later, but, um, or, or swimming when you get some beast that just actually is about to drown. Um, <laughs> the other turning point in the show was, you know, I, I've always loved it, but, Really, when TJ took over, it, it went, it went to the next level. His, the joy 
he gets out of watching people flail and, and fall and drop and his cackle when something goes wrong. It, it just, it, it, war- it warms the heart. I, the word is glee. Glee. He is just so happy. Uh, I mean, we have an entire OT section based just purely on his unadulterated glee at people not knowing basic shit they should have learned in sixth grade. What about the shifting formats? So over the years, we've had a lot of different formats. We've had Battle of the X's. We've had the Invasion. We've had the Duel. We've had Rivals. We've had, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing 20 different things that I, I didn't, because I didn't, you know, actually prepare. Um, I expected as a, you know, having guests that you guys would just carry me. So you're, so you're old school challenge. You didn't prepare. That's right. <laughs> there we go. And you just wanted to be here to have fun and the, some other folks. So what's funny for me is I think I remember the first time they changed the rules and I was like, no, 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 that's not how this works. And being kind of upset now that I have like organizational change management as a, you know, career <laughs> skill set and something like that. That's actually the cooler part. I like that they come in and they don't know. I've loved the part in the in the Total Madness where they would come into the pit and they'd have to like try and go, can I figure this out? Do I even know what's going on? Versus them going, oh, I know what this is. Oh, I know how this goes. I know how to set up these alliances in advance, what have you. I mean, that's the best part of Total Madness. Is all the people that plan an alliance thing kind of in the beginning kind of got screwed. Well, and I, I'll actually... Uh... I'll, I'll agree, but sort of take the opposite side. What, what I, what I really liked about it is as the shows evolved, it went from all of the casts to they'd start bringing in fresh meat and rookies and they were the, just the ones that got picked off every season. Yeah. Now, because they're taking people from other shows, people get to come in with their alliance and they're not easy pickings anymore. You have to, you have to be a little bit more strategic because it's not just veterans against rookies for the first 10 weeks. Yeah, it's true. So was there, is there a format then that you think lends itself to being, I mean, I think that this most recent season, so one of the reasons that we're doing the this episode is the most recent season just wrapped up. For those of you who don't watch, it's called, uh, it was called Total Madness. Um, I, you know, I, I have my favorites, but I don't want to get into that quite yet. Uh, I guess they did change things so that you had to, you had to win an elimination to even have a chance to be in the final. That's the first time that's ever been the case. So in the past, the show has always been structured around avoiding the elimination until the final. So you can just, you know, try to skate through and kind of fly under the radar was a legitimate move. Now, anyone that had a a high profile in the cast, that wasn't really an option for. Um, Was there a format in the past that you felt, I guess, mitigated some of those, those, you know, the advantages of the incumbents, as you described? I don't think so. I mean... I'm struggling to find anything better than what they just did. And that's that's what I'm trying – that's what I'm tapping into and in, that I used to be like, oh, I know how this works and it's familiar and I like it. It's why I like football. I know what to expect. I know what strategies work, what have you. What appeals to me now is the I'm along for this ride too. I'm trying to figure out, oh, what would I do in this particular strategy? This is different than how I would have done it before. So that's what really, really appeals to me about that change and – it, what's funny for me is I struggle to think about those previous seasons about how that strategy worked or what. Um, I mean, like I'm struggling to answer the question for anything other than the most current season because I'm like, no, this is the right way to do it. <laughs> and then they're going to turn around next year and add one more twist. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that's the right way to do it. Don't you no. think this most recent format uh, uh, kind of took a lot of the suspense out or there wasn't a lot of politicking, I guess, because everyone had to go into the elimination at some point. So the politicking act actually ended up being centered around this idea that you had to get yourself sent in. 
But Gordy, I, I cut you off. Sound like you're going to say something else? No, I, uh, I I like the politicking part. I tend to prefer it when it's uh, it's smaller groups or teams or pairs uh, to to big teams. What I didn't like about the previous season was the throwing challenges and infighting and trying to strategically throw your own teammate competition in. That that I tend to like less. Okay. But um, honestly, I think I think there was probably more politicking that got cut out this season because they had to creatively edit around D. And uh, I, I'm guessing that that ended up chopping a lot more dialogue that, that might have been worth airing. Well, since we're talking about what we liked best, I just want to throw some props out to the editors for really doing a great job of keeping D on the show for, what, half, five, four or five episodes <laughs> at least, and making me actually forget she was still on the show until they had no choice but to actually show her because she was involved in the elimination. Yeah, it's like a Kevin Spacey movie. Indeed. So for anybody, that, again, for folks that aren't fans of the show, we feel like we need to keep. I feel like I need to keep bringing you up to speed. Uh, D had some, uh, some some negative things to say about equality in in the world, and uh, you know, it was a bad time to be expressing your opinion in uh, in a contrary way to the movement that was occurring, and and so. She she literally she got uh, as close to uh, actually canceled as maybe you can for being a reality star. MTV canceled. Yeah. For, for sure, forever. Like she's never going to be on the on on the MTV, on the challenge. And she thinks she was making a funny joke. I think this is the part where Gordy's going to jump in for folks from Australia or New Zealand and rep that they don't necessarily know how badly racist they are. It's just that's how it is. Oh yeah, she's she's gonna go back to Australia, and nobody's under gonna understand why she got in trouble. It's gonna be a t- literally foreign concept to them. But what what she said was so stupid that she deserved it. Like, just don't like. There have been contestants that have said worse things. When Camilla was screaming at Leroy for being black, however many years ago that was, not like, long, really. Like only two two three seasons ago. I I mean she's she got like she got sent back to rehab at least that long ago. And I think this was one before that. So okay. I, and technically you could say she got, she got canceled, but uh, I, I think there were, there were other legal issues there. Okay. Uh, well, as we're coming to the end of the first segment here, anything other, other highlights that you guys want to touch on? Cause I had a couple of specific things I wanted to ask you. I do uh, enjoy like the actual um, challenges themselves. Um, I think those two are also creative. I mean, so there's the strategy and the whole structure. And um, again, what we were talking about with this particular having to go into the elimination, it was an interesting bell curve for me where people started to avoid it at the very beginning and then everybody realized that they needed to do it. And then they had to avoid it once they had the Red Skull. But I actually think these contraptions that they build over the water, off these cliffs, uh, I mean, it's going to lend itself to another segment in terms of things that you'd like to see improved in the sense of... um, I'd love to see some testing and quality assurance, um, those types of things. But I mean, some of these things are are pretty interesting and funny, um, what have you. And I just uh, hats off to them again. I always respect the bell. I don't talk through Morning. it. I always have to pause. That's <laughs> good timing. It was very good timing. But buzzer beater right there. Sorry. Right. Well, I want to. Hear, I still want to hear what your uh, what, what your favorites are, or if you have anything else to add. Yeah, my uh, I'll I'll keep it short, but for for me the, the the character arcs over the years, like I I love watching, and you know bringing in new people doesn't hurt that for me. You take someone like Kyle, who was just an absolute delight and so self aware all season, and you think back to how far he's come in a in a very short period where he was basically bare when he first joined the show, and uh, now uh, now he's the the plucky comic relief that everyone loves. 
I love it. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Uh, Kyle has really emerged as a, as, a, as a fan favorite, at least for me, over the last couple of years. And he was really obnoxious to start with. Okay, well, as we wrap up the segment, one thing I really did want to touch on was I have two questions for each of you. One, uh, give me your favorite all-time cast member, male and female. Uh, let's just do that first. So, Josh, favorite favorite all-time man, favorite all-time woman. Uh, so this one's a funny one for me because I'm going to choose CT on the guy's side, and it's amazing to me because I thought he was certifiable lunatic going to kill someone. So to the point earlier about being able to see this entire life transition type of thing, to be able to see this completely unhinged person. And I think that goes all the way, I think because he had episodes in his real world episode uh, where he was frightening. And then it translated obviously into these competitions. Uh, I mean, that sequence where they won't let him go visit DM in the hospital where he's, I mean, I literally, I'm like, those producers better just go or airlift him there or do something to the point where he is like the voice of reason and wisdom and he's showing up completely unprepared but is physically but is still a beast but is like totally wise totally calm for the most part uh diffuses a whole bunch of situations only one situation with josh because josh is apparently an irritant to everyone uh okay so great uh favorite woman uh, for the opposite reason, I'm going to choose Laurel because I thought Laurel was just like this completely cool uh, athlete dominating force, whatever. And then the G evolution of Laurel is one of my the, uh, the weirdest running long term set plots of the show. Man, when 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 she called Zach a 300 pound baby because he couldn't make it up a hill, that that's one of the greatest moments ever. But yeah, then she then she lost her mind. Yeah, she broke. So uh, for different reasons, I I enjoy that particular. Uh, the, the reverse arc on, for Laurel. All right, Gordy, same question. You know, I, I'll, I'll start with the girls because for for a long time, it was right in like my prime, like getting back into it and watching phase. Uh, Sarah was my girl and I I loved her all the way, all the way through like her, her and Jordan winning Battle of the X's 2 and, and burning bananas. And then, you know, I, I felt personally victimized when he took, uh, he took all her money. Um, but then she, you know, for very good reasons, uh, decided to step away. And at the same time, then uh, somebody who I had always liked but completely forgotten about showed up on a season of uh, Champs vs. Stars, and it's Emily. And I mm. just remembered, uh, oh my god, yeah, she's she's my all-time favorite girl. Uh, and then for guys, uh, if I'm going to pick one, I got to say Derek. And, and, and it was when he came in as a mercenary, and uh and just schooled joss who was this this man child of a of a rookie that season so pretty Um, though so pretty but in a (laughs) in this in the like in in the crossbar rip it away from the other person challenge and i remember joss who is apparently a phenomenal crier is just in tears after being kicked (laughs) out saying i've never seen such an angry little man uh that that moment pretty much sealed it for me. Uh, if I was gonna cheat though and and pick a power couple, uh, bananas the the combination of Wes and bananas this last season was was pretty spectacular. Bananas, that's bananas. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> can we? All right. Well, go ahead. Jack. Can we officially change the David versus Goliath analogy to uh, Derek against Joss? Because I, I truly feel that was one of the most epic battles of all time. And the second they were like, this is what it is, I was just like, okay, I get that Derek just doesn't like give up on things. I mean, he is like the human embodiment of a Wolverine. 
but I was just like, there's just no way. But yeah, I, I thought it was going to be another Kahata versus Zach and Hall brawl, but no, he he pulled it out and won. He also um, he had to be at least ten years older than Josh, if not fifteen years older than. And and I think he like broke his hand in the middle <laughs> of it too. It was insane. All right, well. I want to talk a little bit more about Derek, but I'm going to get my my first uh, or my my favorites out, and then um, I had one more question for you guys also. And I know we're already running super long on the first segment, but I knew this was going to happen with the challenge because once we get into it, there's just no stopping it. But uh, my favorites, I, I kicked it around for a long time. You saw my thunder a little bit, Gordy. I didn't think anybody would pick Emily because she really wasn't around a lot and she disappeared. Definitely my favorite um, for a lot of different reasons that I don't really want to go into, <laughs> but uh, I really enjoy watching her compete. And she obviously like created a fitness career for herself. If you, if you're familiar with what she did after she left the show. Um, and then, uh, my favorite man, I, I, I had a really hard time with this one. Um, I wanted to like go old school because I have such fond memories of the original challenge when, you know, Alton's coming out and like smoking people when they didn't even know how, you know, he was actually athletic or, or Landon Landon would come out and just crush people and just dominate from start to finish. Derek was an inspired pick though. Um, some of the others, uh, I really enjoyed Evan. You remember Evan? He reminds me, he used to remind me of you. Like you guys had a little bit in common back when you were a younger man. <laughs> back when uh, I had a full Ken- head of hair. There you go. Kenny grew on me over time. I really hated him early on. Right. Um, but his whole Mr. Wonderful shtick was actually pretty funny. Speaking of not allowed back for legal reasons. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was the Tanya toothbrush guy. Shit. Okay. It's, go yeah. on. Oh, you. Oh man. You I don't know anything to, about you, this. You might have to look that one up. There okay. was, uh, yeah, uh, they they had to they had to ban him for life because they were uninsurable with him around because he like legitimately raped Tanya with a toothbrush as a prank. Oh God. It was uh, it was not good. That's horrifying. No, I'm sad that I asked you to tell us more. Yeah. I thought it was maybe, gonna be like, oh, you put her toothbrush in the toilet, something gross happened or what? No, maybe we cut this part of the segment out because it doesn't make anybody look good. That's terrible. Was that a good time for my <laughs> audio problems? Again? Yeah, yeah, you missed a whole disgusting story that uh, that we're not gonna repeat. Uh, anyway, my, my favorite man is not Kenny. Not anymore. Uh, and I, and I'm oh. sorry for ever saying anything good about him. No, I didn't actually. Okay, hold on. I didn't hold claim on. him. Is this really what is this really what just happened? Because I, in starting to do my research, had no idea about that particular. I just learned about it. Charge. I just learned about it in real time. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. Oh, um, that's and this is recency bias, but I got to pick Jordan, and I I picked Jordan because one, even though he's like he's unnecessarily confrontational about it, he's usually right when he's doing it. He's very rarely unjustified, and his it is whatever his strong feeling might be. And two, the man has basically half of a hand on, on one side of his body and he's doing all these things and, in, and often dominating. And I, I have a lot of respect for that. So I always, I root for Jordan inherently. He seems like a real person too, in a, in a way that I feel like I could identify with. If I, like I always felt like if I went, if I was going to go on reality TV, that I would be a boring character. Cause I'd just be telling other, other people how ridiculous they're behaving all the time. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I would like to agree with you, but I can't because feelings about Jordan have caused legitimate marital issues in my household. Um, but I will, I will say I don't fundamentally disagree with you. Other people in the house might. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I understand. And, I, and I'd have been totally with you on Jordan. I, Jordan's my my one B. I just the the progression with CT in the last two series took it over. But Jordan crash landed into the ground from a parachute jump and finished and won the final. 
And Jordan continuously walks into eliminations and they just happen to be like, yeah, this is definitely you need two hands to be able to compete in this kind of elimination because Jordan's in it. You know, I mean, you know what though, when, when Jordan and Josh went in tug of war against each other, there was, there was, I, I would have bet all of my money in the world on, on Jordan winning that. There was no way he was losing tug of war to Josh, even though by all intents and purposes, he should have. Most likely. All right. Well, you know what? We're starting to that that. If I was a better host, I would have transitioned right after you told your horrible story, Gordian, to what we don't like about the show. So let's do that. All right. In segment two, what is not so great about the challenge? Uh, I'll start with rampant misogyny. It's a real problem. I'm going to condemn it wholeheartedly across the board here. Uh, it definitely was a much much bigger problem in seasons past. Uh, it still continues to be unpleasant at at, at times on the show. Um, I, I definitely, most recently, uh, getting exposed to like the way Zach treats Jenna in that relationship was made me feel really uncomfortable and and, and disgusted. Uh, <laughs> like, like, oh, so you're just you're just a horrible person, like in real life, not just on the show, but this is like your real life here that we're getting a glimpse. Like, they can only talk on those phone calls for something like two minutes at a time. They were very short, and he spent his two minutes berating his girlfriend about that he looked into her account and found some DMs he didn't like from when they were broken up. Anyway. I'm just I take that opportunity to just sort of uh, all all of all, all related misogyny I condemn it broadly. More more importantly with Zach, he was completely unrepentant. I mean, of all the people to throw you a lifeline, Vernon Davis is going to try and give you a chance to clean things up, and you're like, nope, it's all good. He definitely felt That's justified. How, that, I wouldn't do anything different. I really i I want to be able to like Zach because there are so many things about him that I enjoy, but I can't because it's it's so bad and he he treats women so poorly and I I just can't get behind it. Yeah, it's real gross when like any there's anytime there's a a, a dis, it's noticeable too and it's it's weird it's like it's really insidious um, if there's a disagreement between a man and a woman early on like he always sides with the man immediately. Well, that's my boy. It's got that it's 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 got a very like high school feel to it. I don't know what high school is like these days. It's been a number of years since I was in high school. Um, but my understanding was that it wasn't as bad as it, as it once was. Maybe I was, maybe I'm naive in that, in that thought process. Um, but what, what else, what, what else do what, what, I don't want to get into what can we improve? I think that's going to be the most exciting segment, but what else in the, in the, the structure of the show do you find objectionable? Can I pivot off that one just slightly and just talk about kind of, uh, I mean, if we have certain stars and certain people that we, expect to see in these things some protection and some additional support that goes to them in that regards um i mean the we've already talked a bit about the johnny taking the taking sarah's money and i like i i showed that video to my 12 year old and he was aghast at that particular type of behavior but johnny cheated and this is okay remind remind me i I don't remember the specifics they one of so the whole reason that he was in a position to be able to choose to take her money is because he won more of the individual competitions along the way. And one, the one that makes the difference is the one person gets to sleep and one person has to stand on a log. He was caught with Adderall. He took Adderall during that competition to stay up and stay awake. Hey, you see their Seahawks fan. <laughs> Ooh, is that, aren't the, don't you have those players now? Uh, I'm talking about the past. <laughs> oh, there we go. Got it. Okay, well, we're clear. I, I, I mean, I, I guess I didn't know the details. I don't do enough offline research. See, I just enjoy it in the vacuum. I, I don't get involved. Once social media became like a, a second, like sort of a overhanging character on the show, 
Um, I, I even like rejected it even further. Like I actually sort of did engage with it when it was like lightweight, but when it became this like sniping off seasons, uh, I, do you, do, do either one of you dabble in the, um, the off season sniping on the internet? No, I can't, uh, I can't get into that, but I also, I, I do take exception to the term cheating because they're not drug testing these people. Like who knows what they're doing on and off the show? Like, there are no rules that say you can't take Adderall here, at least none none that I know of. So, you know, the the man was shady. Everyone knows he's shady. And he won. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, there's definitely been some behavior on the show that would suggest perhaps there's been some some physical drug abuse out, either in the house or outside the house prior that's to different. arriving. That's different. If you want to get, you know, How's you that different? Captain America... If you got to go to the Captain America training regimen to be able to participate, that's one thing. But taking a performance-enhancing drug specifically that aids you in the final, I think, is very different. Blood doping, for instance, would be slightly different to me than if you chose to take steroids beforehand versus blood doping right before the final. But baseball players used to take amphetamines all the time before steroids were even a thing they could get their hands on. And they made rules about it. <laughs> Not yeah. for, like, 30 years. <laughs> And, you know, maybe he had a doctor's note. Who knows? This is entirely true. I mean, he's mean enough to a various number of people that it would make sense that he might need some sort of drugs to control some behavior. So other things that I don't like on a more, like, execution level is I, I the editing during the physical challenges, particularly the, the one-on-ones, makes it, like, less enjoyable. And now I realize they need to, one, stretch. If it didn't take very long, they have to stretch it out. And two, they have to create some level of, of suspense. But there are times where after you've done it, you could give me the, 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 the clean 30 seconds that I need to see after the just after the, the event has ended so that I can have a full understanding of the exact physicality that occurred. Because there are times where like whether it's a tug of war or the hall brawl specifically or, you know, where there's there, there is a lot of physical struggle that you really can't tell who has the advantage. And anytime they're filling something up, for instance, it's very they, they pretend like it's close no matter what. Um, so I, I take issue with them not giving us a cleaner look at some of the competition. I, I'm completely with you. This was actually going to be my next segment when we're talking about what they could do better. But I, I want the I want the challenges to be edited and treated like a sport. Like, don't lie to me and tell me it's close if it's not. Like, I want to watch the final and and not have to wait two weeks to see who gets a giant check. Like, I want to be able to follow it and track what people are doing and and have the clock on there so I can see it. Sure. It it also undermines the the authenticity in some of it because you have the confessional and you find oh so and so is expecting to get eliminated or someone's going to jump in or what have you and then the voting just happens to always work out where that's the 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 tiebreaker is the one that makes it I mean like every single time I mean come on guys this is it 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 becomes hard for me to suspend my disbelief occasionally it works out for you great occasionally the matches are a little bit closer but i think i i, I struggle because i can't quote exactly which season and which competition it was but whatever the one where they had to carry the stretcher through the jungle and the stuff falls off and they can't carry it it was very clear the second place team was still writing a penalty and they never ever addressed that trying to make you think that it was still somehow close but they were still going to end up with a five minute penalty if they enforced that rule i'm fine one team kicks another team's ass i think that we'll be okay with that i agree um uh, other issues I so we talked about the feeder system uh, I've for for years I know they want to have you know I heard Johnny on another podcast uh, doing an interview talking about they need to get the real world going again but the reason that the, one of the reasons is that they don't see 
there's nothing, there's no gimmick, right? It's not a competition of any kind. It's just living in a house. And I think once they got away from the, the, like the people having like real jobs and actually having to live their lives, the show actually got less interesting. Like the, we just here and we're partying, we're going out. And it's just, that's just, that's all there is. It was much less interesting. Now to that end, I think there's a way to create the challenge house. Like prior to, like in between the challenge proper, we have the challenge house. And I might be stepping on segment three here, but I, I just wanted to talk about the the feeder system really isn't working. And to me, it's really simple to just put the people that you might want to cast in a house and have them do challenge type things, but they're just in the house and it's not exactly the same show. I Look, I obviously haven't thought this through, but tell me, like, does, how do you feel about the feeder system now? Do you, are you developing relationships with these people the way that you used to? Is it, is it working for you? Because now we're, we have new faces every season. The one thing that I think you touched on, um, uh, Bill Simmons, I think, made that joke one time, which was, how about we do some challenges where they have to, I don't know, put a crib together or <laughs> fill out their tax paperwork or uh, like do real world normal types of things. It would be, I mean, it feels like half this cast couldn't put together a, a dresser from Ikea, Would but would you watch that? type of thing. It would be kind of funny to like in the off season. I mean, I'm all for it. I think that, again, there have been people who said this should be an Olympic competition. We're going to take this really, really super serious. And I think that it would be just kind of funny if these folks, some of them have committed. This is their career. This is what they do. They would have nothing if they weren't doing this. Get enough of them into that and have them do, this is a, a typical challenge type season. And this is more of the big brother live in the house what else goes on and we're going to sprinkle in some other kinds of challenges to it would be kind of amusing so the the point you made about get them to do real world things actually brings up my like my biggest gripe with the show when you think about the most basic like fundamental things they do i'm 90 percent sure i i need to rewind and watch this but i'm 90 percent sure they actually do math incorrectly on the show like oh, when you you're watching like, and there's an equation, they don't follow PEMDAS, like parentheses, right, yeah. exponents, multiply, divide, add, subtract. They don't do, like, if I was on that show and solved math the right way, yeah. I wouldn't get the right combination. In, in, in the, uh, in the reunion sh- show, Swaggy was even making fun of people for not knowing how to do math. And he said, it's so easy. 70 minus 10 times 2 is 120. It's like, no, no it's not. not. <laughs> it's 50. That's not how math works. Is it, do you think there's a chance the producers are like, I'll, I'll accept either answer? Not if it's a four-digit equation. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, I agree with you. I think that, I, I think that unfortunately, you're asking too much of the cast to be successful in those circumstances. <laughs> But, but it's like it's it's arithmetic. No, I know the, the, it's a math problem. There's only one answer. But I'm willing to bet that, given in the spirit of like when uh, the very famous uh, this is, and this sticks in my head probably because I've heard other people talk about it as well. Um, when Brad couldn't spell throne <laughs> on the spelling test, uh, he actually asked TJ right like, uh, do I which which one? Like it's a hom- it's a homonym right? Or homophone? Now I don't know. Now I've confused myself. Uh, that he actually asked TJ like throne like the chair or like thrown like you threw a baseball and he just said i'll accept either one yeah so <laughs> but there, there there's a point i think to your point that you guys are both narrowing on is that there's a lowering the bar and it's to the point where it's like with your kids you'd be like yeah sure okay you were you were there you were in the ballpark that, and i'm gonna do that to that's you guys not in the, the ballpark <laughs> it's fundamentally wrong and it bothers me as a human being well, you're the guy, Gordy's the guy who does the SAT tests where he knows that the multiple choice people put one wrong answer for doing it the wrong order. 
that they specifically put an answer in the test. If you do it in the wrong order, you'd get this answer and you'd confidently choose that one and move on. It's usually the A answer is if you do it in the wrong order, they make that answer A's for people that are just zooming through it. Perhaps. All right, well, let's get to the moment we've all been waiting for. Segment number three, how would we make it better? Do you want to go first? Because I've I've heard yours for years and years and years, and I fully fully endorse the Ty Keller enhancement. Well, the very first one, and I know the one you're talking about, I assume anyway, is that for years... So I think before I watched this show for the athletic competition, I watched this show to watch people behave badly and judge them, because that's what reality TV was all about. It continues to be in, in, in other forms. Maybe not so much this one anymore. There's a little bit of it. Um, and you certainly you, you find yourself wondering, how would I behave in this situation? And I feel like I'm missing a key piece of information, especially when they didn't, they used to do more drinking in the house. Now it's clear. There's a bar scene, you know, people are drunk and it's obvious, right? But in the past there was more house drinking and it was always hard to tell because everyone was sort of different levels of, of intoxicated. And so it was important to me as a viewer, I needed to understand like what level of rationality was I, was I dealing with? And so what I wanted them to wear was a, was a blood alcohol content monitor that then we could get a digital outread on the screen. Like here's Camilla. She is at a uh, 0.24. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why she's acting like this. Yeah, yeah when she woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. So this is early in the night. Right, right, 0.38, whatever it was. Yeah, I am all for the um, metrics. Um, telemetry. Telemetry is the right word because the NASCAR started doing this with go. the how fast are you going into this corner and what have you. So. Ty talked for years and years about the blood alcohol content. I wanted to throw up IQ. I wanted to throw up SAT score, credit score. <laughs> I wanted to, but then as it's gotten more physical, I mean, so that's in the house. When they are out on the field, I would like to see current speed. I would like to see pounds of pressure. I would like to see the measured impact. Uh, my son loves watching Animal Fight Night. In Animal Fight Night, they show the two rhinoceroses crash into each other, and then they break it down and show they were going each going 12 miles an hour. They each weigh two tons. This is the amount of pressure so that when CT and Zach crash into each other, I'd like to know exactly how much atomic level damage they're doing. You want the challenge sports science? Yeah, I, Absolutely. I would legitimately pay money for uh, on pay-per-view <laughs> for the sports science breakdown. I like it. I like that idea. I would also like in the editing, so we talked about the editing before, um, when they're specifically in the final or any sort of long distance, like it's a long swim or whatever the event might be, um, if they know, for instance, that someone's going to close a gap, there's no harm in telling me that this person is X minutes and X seconds behind the other person and then show me an update later. You know, I mean, for, forget telling me that. Give me, like, the Mario Kart map. I want to see where people are. I agree. They yeah. do that one on occasion on the finals, and I love that, when they put the little dots on there and they show them trudging up the mountain, what have you. How do you feel about the, the, the finals becoming this grueling overnight hike? It's been that way, what, since that Banana Sarah season, more or less, right? Can, has there been a final that wasn't some kind of insane mountain ascent since then? Yeah, I know well, I'm putting I mean, you on the spot. The swim combo and all sorts of other things. I honestly, that was going to be one of my questions, and we missed it early on. Is was this last challenge like the final? Did you legitimately go? I'm sorry, is this done? Was that it? It didn't actually seem like it was worthy of the previous challenges. But to your point, it's so hard to tell what's going on in those ones. No, like, it, it sounds like they actually cut out an entire stage that uh, there was like a knife throwing stage that they totally cut out of the the show for, I don't know, time or whatever. But uh, yeah, they, there was a whole segment that they um, that, that they cut out of that final. 
Interesting. Interesting. Did you find that out? So you are doing some internet research after the fact then. You might not be getting to the socials, but you're... Someone else in the house. No, it's... it's Yeah, it's either like I'll hear it from Courtney who's watching Instagram or okay. it'll be just like in my Google news feed somewhere. Okay. Um, and and I'll, I'll click on it because, yeah. <laughs> Courtney has lots of viruses on his computer, by the way. <laughs> He'll just click on any, any purient link about the challenge. Uh be a good fishing tactic this is kind of off topic but i have to ask you can you copy a man's walk is, is that a problem <laughs> so if, again for, for folks that don't watch the show there's a, a contestant named turbo who got very upset when jordan mocked him by doing his it's sort of a conor mcgregor-ish kind of strut and he was screaming at him you cannot copy my walk scream i mean screaming it at him is this a legitimate complaint Look, Turbo is a terrifying human being, and I like Jor- Jordan does that. He figures out how to get under somebody's skin, and he got his number one competitor thrown off the show. Like that's what that's part of his game. It's what he does. He he found the man's buttons. He he did get called a uh, a pussy chicken as part of that exchange, which was which was one of the better uh, attempts at attempts at swearing in a second language I've ever heard. What else do you have for me on things you would fix about the show? Would you? So we talked about this. So the what spurred us being here tonight was um, some conversations about this, and we talked about monetizing. And we said, like, would people pay extra for the telemetry? Would you pay extra, or would you like the whole NFL idea of there's a different channel where you could get play by play, where you could get a color and additional person. I'm not suggesting I would like it, but I, the option of it, I think would be kind of funny. I don't know if I'd pay for it, but I'd really like them to make the sort of raw challenge footage available, like available. So like you've, you've made me watch the edit on TV. Once that episode is there, give me access online to actually, like if I look at it and it's like, Oh shit, this went on for an hour and a half. I can make a choice about whether or not I want to watch that, but I want to, you want the all 22. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you know, you know, I'll definitely take from that analogy though, is uh, if, if we fix the, feeder system by instituting a draft count me in like I'll, I'll watch names get read off of cards with these people all day long how would you do that so so i talked before about having a house and then i realized what i was describing was the challenge <laughs> <laughs> but there is something else there's some some other sort of um i don't know is it like are the challenges smaller is it not the same dynamics with the voting it's just a straight competition what could they do to sort of I, I, it's almost like a relegation like give me a minor league right give me some sort of a a minor league version of the show where maybe there isn't any voting. It's just a straight show up and do the challenges. You know, I, I am always a little bit disappointed when there's no redemption house. Cause one, that's usually means more challenge and more episodes, but yes. uh, I, you know, that's, that's sort of relegation level. I was, I was just going to say the exact same thing. And I think that that one, the, the surprise of it, that one time, and again, because the drama lined up perfectly about somebody screwed somebody to send them there. And then the whole concept of, you know, you get that confession. It's like the one person I can't have back in this house is coming back in this house. This is the worst case scenario for me. Um, which again, I think was the question that I wanted to know is, are those confessionals happening real time? Are those confessionals happening at the end of the season? And those people have the foresight or the hindsight to have seen, know what happens and they're contextualizing. Yeah, they, they do both. They do, they do real time ones like mid episode and then they, um, you know, they go back and ask everyone, what would you think about this? And they give them prompts to go back and talk about right. things that happened. Is that another Google link or? No, I've seen that in the behind the scenes before, or I heard maybe Johnny talk about it in an interview where like the producer will say, tell me what you were thinking 
as this as this was about to happen. And that's one of the prompts they give them to try to talk through the the the, uh, the ongoing stuff. Now, one of the reasons that CT may not show up in shape is because did you know that many of the high profile challengers get paid a weekly stipend for being on the show, like a salary? It's not yeah. just prize money. There's appearance fees. Oh, I, I assume everyone's getting money for at some level of money for being on. That's why that's why people are you know e- even this last season when it was you have to go in to get your skull. People were stretching it out and trying to stay on the show for longer. Like not everyone was playing to win. People were playing for longevity there. Oh, so the Mariners. There's some people that weren't in there just to win it, just to hey, it's, make their a it, little bit of money. It's August and the Mariners are not mathematically eliminated. Nice. Um, I have another one that I definitely would pay money for, which is the behind the scenes. Okay. I would absolutely positively love to see the them setting up the challenges, the producers mm-hmm. and do they bring in a professional athlete to try them out? Do they try them out themselves? Do they sacrifice a couple of the locals? Do they not test them at all? I would love to sit in on a conversation with legal and the insurance folks about, can we hang this thing 22 feet off of the edge of this cliff? What needs to be under it? What if there are rocks? Or can the rocks be off to the side? What if there are rocks directly beneath it? I mean, I would absolutely love to know everything that goes into TJ's final TJ's competitions um, behind the scenes, not just the show up and here's the action. I'm with you on this. I, w- I would do that as well. I also want to return to the drinking in the house dynamic. I think the drinking <laughs> at the bar thing sucks. It's boring. The sound is bad. There's never like, what was nice about the house is that somebody would get bored and then like wait for someone to get drunk and then instigate it by like dropping some fake, like they just walk in and say someone said something about you and then just let it explode. Right. Bananas used to do this all the time. Um, I, I was reading, and you have to navigate the giant house. Right. That's my favorite part is when you have to like, oh, this shit's going on in the kitchen, and everybody has to come from the pool, or this person chases this person all the way across there. What you're talking about is because they go to the bar, they have this back room at the bar. It's this totally confined space, and there's no outsiders other than these goddamn poor dar- bartenders <laughs> who are just like, the bartenders always are having the worst night of their lives. Always, they are. <laughs> but no, that that's actually that's actually a good point, and I I think. I mean, depending how long this COVID situation lasts, maybe that turns into maybe the next one is just everyone in the bunker, nobody gets to leave uh, because you all need to be quarantined while you compete. They were ahead of the curve on that. Yeah, one. and I think that they couldn't drink in the bunker because there was so much stuff in the bunker that they could actually kill themselves right. with. But I mean, talk, they needed to take them to a bar for their own safety. Talk about a show of the times! Like they actually quarantined people in a bunker in the middle of Eastern Europe and and said, "Don't talk to anybody except for your two minute argument with Zach." How, how many seasons do you think someone like how many seasons you talked about Kyle's evolution earlier when we were discussing this, how many seasons do you think the show should give someone to become a valued cast member? Because for instance, I think Rogan is a really important part of the show now. And I, and he was really bad. Like obviously he got eliminated immediately. And so it was kind of a nothing the first season. And then he was really like not a good part of the show when he was in the relationship with D and it was, it, 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 there were flashes of brilliance. I guess, how long are you willing to put up with somebody to give them a chance? Is there anybody else you can think of that's grown on you over time like that? I mean, they had to have seen something in casting because like he, you're right. He, one, he's a, bringing back my, my wham fandom. He's a dead ringer for young George Michael when he's in his uh, full fur coat and eye makeup get up. But uh, like the separation that occurred between him and Joss when they, they basically came in and Joss was this badass and Rogan couldn't make it up a hill. Um, turns out Rogan's 
kind of funny and and makes for good TV and and Joss's only contributions are when he bursts into tears. <laughs> there was there was a point in time after Rogan was a complete chicken shit with dealing with giving the D the bad news. And everything that's happened after that, I feel I like about Rogan. Everything before that, inclu- up and to, including the, I can't even tell her, I'm going to have to totally like backstab her in public in front of her and have someone else do it thing. I was just like, this guy is the worst person in the whole world. <laughs> and now he's he is the king. If you watch any of the ridiculous drama um, from the reunion show on Total Madness, if you look in the background, his facial reactions, and he is just enjoying. I mean, there's a bar scene, and he's like, Whoa. he does have a very expressive face. He makes some yes. good big eyes, a theater face, you might call it. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to touch on with the challenge before we move on to the last part of the show? We're gonna do a little quiz at the end, but uh, anything else that you that's that's pressing for you that you need to get fixed? Bring me chance versus stars. Feed it into my veins. I need it. Okay, I like that. Uh, last question. I actually, I, sorry, I had one more for you that I missed. Uh, who of the most, the, the more um, recent additions to the cast uh, that wasn't on the most recent season? Think of uh, the Georgias or the Josses, that, that kind of person. Who would you like to bring back as soon as possible from like maybe the last four or five years that that wasn't on the show this last season? Maybe. Is Derek excluded from that? I mean, can we just see what Derek can do over a full season? You or want is old Derek, Derek now... make a full season comeback? I'll accept I, it. I feel like Derek is like half of my pitching staff in our fantasy baseball league, which is like, hey, this guy's going to be good. I only, I know he's only going to be good for half the season. Like, are they resting Derek to just always bring him in for short spurts? Or can we get the Derek's and the Durrells to come do like a senior tour? I would actually love a, a throwback, like a originals versus newbies. Like do a do sort of a retro fresh meet. Where the nobody's actually fresh meat. It's just if you haven't been on the show for more than, I don't know, maybe five appearances and then you've got to be on the old team or something like that. Or maybe if you're just over 30, like just the over 30s versus the under 30s, I think all of that would be good. What about you, Gordy? Anything blast from the past that you'd like to bring back? You know, there's some uh, there's some people that have had no character arc that I want to see just continue to be their, their terrible selves. Like I, I'll throw like like Tony and Devin in there. Just so we can watch them continue to be the worst and, and have nobody like them. <laughs> Devin reminds me of Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll hear this. Shots fired. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our breakdown of the challenge, at least until we get to the quiz part and you go know what that means. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! Thanks for remembering. I forgot to tell you in the in the in the pre-show that somebody had to say "woo." I'm I'm on the veterans. All right, Gordy. As as you probably know, um, I read these terrible jokes from this calendar that I own, and then uh, I turn it over to you guys to actually tell jokes that hopefully make our listeners laugh. So, starting always worst to first, what can you serve but never eat? A volleyball. Oh, I was going to say tennis ball. Tennis ball would have been fine too. I'll accept that. Any sort of ball sport where there's a serve. Uh, I put in an application for an apartment because I fell in love with its lengthy corridor. Now I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> Last night I had a dream that I was a muffler. I woke up exhausted. I used to have a job collecting leaves. I was really raking it in. <laughs> My third grade teacher always said there's a fine line between a numerator and a denominator. Maths. What type of tea do hockey players drink? Penal tea. 
And finally, did you hear that Spider-Man made himself a winter jacket out of a out of Greek bread? It was a pita parka. Uh. <laughs> the, the disappointment on your face. <laughs> All right, Gordy, as as the brand new guest, why don't you hit us first? Okay, well, uh, we'll rattle off a couple of good jet dad jokes I've heard lately. Uh, I made a pencil with two erasers. It was pointless. Okay. Let's see. Uh, this one, this one goes over the kid's head a little, but it, it's one of my favorites. Why don't kleptomaniacs get puns? Because they always take everything literally. Comma. Nice. Comma jokes. Or comma jokes. And then really, uh, you know, most of my days are now spent reading uh, memes about the pandemic. So uh, let's see. What do we got? We've got a giant panda spend an average of 12 hours a day eating, which is, I guess, why they call this a pandemic. Okay. Okay. All right. One, one more. Last one. And then uh, I'll, I'll graciously <laughs> walk away. Uh, smells like teen spirit called from 1991 to remind us that we are all stupid and contagious. That's true. Nice. It's not even a joke. It's just reality. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh, what you got for us? What are the chances that my first joke has a panda in it as well? I have two uh, walks into a bar jokes. I'm gonna. I'm a fan of the uh, the construct here. Taking it back to the old school. Taking it old school. Panda walks into a bar, shoves beer nuts into his face, fires a pistol in the air, and heads for the door. Bartender says, "Hey, you can't do that." Panda says, "Google me. I'm a panda." Bartender whips out his phone, searches panda. Large, black and white mammal, eats, shoots, and leaves. Okay. All right. It's a long way to go, but I, I appreciate the destination. Uh, along the same vein, bartender says, sorry, we don't serve time travelers. A time traveler walks into a bar. All right. I yeah, get it. It's I words. Get it. I get it. Looper. Let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right, in the overtime, Josh has been so kind as to um, probably stump us repeatedly on challenge history. Uh, Josh, I'll turn it over to you for uh, the MTV's The Challenge Quiz. Did you have a clever name for it? I don't. Uh, TJ, TJ's Glee, maybe <laughs> something along those lines. Um, I struggled because originally I just wanted to test your guys' fandom, and we know how everyone loves a challenge, and that's really, again, it's in the word way to define the word with the word uh the competition aspect of what i love about the challenge and then i started going oh you know i could ask you like consecutive wins and who has the most prize money and stuff like that and i was like what's more fun about the challenge is their inability with the trivia Mm. so i'm going to try and work through this one and see if i can figure this one out in true challenge fashion to see if we can't make sure make sure it's really hard to find a winner or not um but I am going to ask you, I have four questions that were asked and answered wildly incorrectly on the show. To be able to get to the additional points, you need to be able to answer the question that a challenge contestant was not able to answer. And then you have the opportunity to rack up some more points by answering some trivia about the person who could not answer that question. Okay. Are we taking turns? We're going to take turns. Okay. Okay. And I am going to start with the guest, and also because he was already defending this particular region of the world. So, Gordy, to be able to get to the additional bonus points, can you tell me what the official language is of Australia? 
The official language of Australia is English. It is English. Gordy gets one point. Would I have gotten more points if I had called it the Queen's English? No, you would not, but you would get a point right now if you could tell me the incorrect answer given. I'm going to guess Australian. Someone guessed. Doesn't Johnny say Dutch? Ty just got two points in my scoring system for the record because the next question was going to be if you could identify who got the question incorrectly. Johnny Bananas. So the best part is one of my follow-up questions is Johnny Bananas, upon his first appearance on the real world, had recently actually graduated college. What college had Johnny graduated from? And Ty has actually stolen this category from you by being able to answer this. I know this one. Oh, you do? You can get it back. You can get it back if he can't get it. Um, Wow. Uh, You have semi-recent history with a school in some fashion. I was going to say Arizona State. (laughs) He does seem like Arizona State (laughs) would make sense. Way dirtier, which might explain this. Isn't he? Isn't he? Uh, isn't he? Penn State. He is Penn State. It is yeah. now two to two, with three more questions about Johnny. Okay. Johnny's record for most consecutive challenges, most consecutive, most consecutive <laughs> challenges seasons for a male, plus or minus one. Gordy is on the clock to be able to guess how many seasons of the challenge he participated Straight? in a row to set the record consecutive consecutively i guess 12 i'm going to give you a bonus point for on the nose for the record oh because he's done what 18 right is that right do you have that in front of you uh i do not have that one right okay, in front of me right. i i thought that that one was a little i think it's actually 22 though oh god yeah, I think it's a it's a gross number, and this is going to help. How many he he owns the record for most elimination losses by a male, plus or minus one? What is that number? Oh man, um, well let's let's see if he's uh, he's done twenty two seasons. I believe he's won seven, so that means he hasn't won. Oh god, no, I'm I'm struggling with math. Uh, what is that? Fifteen. <laughs> Um, but I'm sure he's Times made a final in one of those. So we'll say we'll say 13. 14 is the correct answer. It is now five to two. The I'm final... on the bench and I'm just getting destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> the final question for Johnny Bananas is how many eliminations has he participated in? He owns the record for as a male. So let's see. He's lost 14. I'm sure he's skated through to a couple finals. We'll say 17. Ty, do you have a guess? He was not. I didn't give a plus or minus, but the plus or minus I was going to give was two on this one. Well, it's interesting because 17 was actually going to be my guess, so I'll, I'll say one higher and I'll say 18. You didn't really take full advantage of that plus or minus two, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, even I, mean, I was, already, I was like... already focused in on a specific answer. You want me to change real time? I'm not ready for that. <laughs> 24. I think the thing we get caught up in is you can get him more and more, more than one right. elimination per yeah. season. Ah, good point, and, good point. And, and he's definitely won more than three, so that was a terrible guess of mine. Yeah. It really was, yeah. I was with you on your logic right until we thought about it for two seconds, right? No, yeah. You totally worked it on the most elimination losses by a male, though. That was pretty That was pretty solid work. Okay, Ty, uh, current score, 5-2. to two. So, Ty, you know, uh, you know what I'm going to say here, right? Uh, oh, I have to step it up. 
you got to step it up here. So you get control of this question that was missed. The rock group REM. What does REM stand for? It's not rapid eye movement. That is the correct answer. Oh, was that the was that the that was the trivia question? That was the trivia question. Oh, I thought somehow that still had to do with Johnny. I forgot that we'd moved on. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's why you got that's why this was all set up for you. Okay, okay. Uh, can you tell me you can hazard a wild guess. I'll give you I'll give you well since since I believe the challenge is fixed and that the producers throw people bones, I will give you five points if you can tell me the wrong answer that was guessed. But I will certainly give you the one point and control the rest of the category if you can tell me who guessed incorrectly and could not get REM. I actually I have no idea. I, I don't even know that I can hazard a guess. Uh, Say a name. Say a name I've said today. Tor, uh, today? Uh, <laughs> CT. Oh, it was the other one. All right. Uh, her answer was radio electronic music. And again, proving that TJ Lavin loves, loves, loves the trivia section, she busted out with radio electronic music. And he goes, did you just come up? Did you just figure that out on your own? She was like, yeah, I'll proud of herself. He goes, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to which, of course, everybody enjoyed. Uh, the correct answer for who was wrong on that, Laurel Stuckey. Mm. I don't remember that. Okay. Um, Gordon. You're going to get first chance here at some Laurel Stuckey trivia. Ooh. Height. Height. Uh, Within she, an inch. She is a tall drink of water. I'm going to say she is six feet tall. Within one inch, you are incorrect. Really? Tie. Wow. I, uh, now, okay, so 5'10". Oh, wrong way. All six foot two. Six two. Really? Uh, I was going to say six, six three, and then I brought two. it down. Oh, go with the gut, gut instinct. Six um, foot would have been my guess as well. I thought she because I feel like she said it before. I don't remember her ever saying that. that well, I generally assume people on TV are shorter than I think they are. And right. I don't know. Yeah, it makes. I can't remember who was her hall brawl challenge against that just was like not not fair. I can't remember if that was. Did she come in as a mercenary and do a hall brawl challenge, or or, or was that invasion? Anywho, I, I digress. Good um, radio for us not remembering things makes for a great show. Absolutely. <laughs> she. Um, let's see. This was Ty's category. Ty didn't get it right. Gordy didn't get it right. So back to Ty. Uh, sport that she participated in college, and if you can come up with the college, even more points. Volleyball. Again, I'm going to keep throwing that five. The volleyball. I'm going to give you one point. It is a name brand school. It is a Division One Power Five school. Wow! Um, but she did play club volleyball. Uh, Michigan State. I am looking at Ty incredulously for nailing that. Oh, oh I know she's from Detroit. I just guessed one of the two schools. I actually almost said Michigan and decided <laughs> at the last second to say Michigan State. <laughs> Okay, you just got five points and totally threw the game on top of itself. <laughs> now it's nine to five suddenly. I mean, <laughs> okay. Uh, geez, why don't you go ahead and tell me the two other non, uh, non-challenge non shows that she has been on that are reality shows? Oh, I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't have even the, the foggiest idea. Okay. One of them is semi-related I, to this show I'm, in the set fact in your feeder system. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say X on the beach for one. 
And who was her ex for an additional? Oh, point? it was the Boston cop whose voice grates me. What was her name? Oh god, just and it's it's just the the accent. I I just can't even deal with. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the what's her name? Um, with the tattoos. I'm not gonna get it. You're gonna um, say it, and I'm gonna kick myself. <laughs> you don't. You don't want. I could not say it, and then you'd be. Okay. I know it. There you go. Go it's ahead. Nicole. Nicole. Nicole, thank you. She's got a crazy oh. last name. Uh, yeah, I don't know do, what it is. do any guess on the other reality show? Uh, I don't It is I not even an MTV so. property. Gordy? I'm going to say. It does share a lot of the similar types of challenges, and the one thing we didn't even touch on in this entire thing that would be um, when we do our follow-up segment, I would like to do this, revisit this one again, and one of the segments should be how would you do as a competitor and the eating disgusting things. This show is famous for the eating disgusting thing. It was the first time you watched okay, people well, on show. I'm, I'm going to say Fear Factor. Yeah, it's Fear Factor. That was a layup hint. Might as well just yeah. tell him what it is. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Uh, Ty, I told you I'm playing the role of the producers. I got to catch him up after your Michigan State yeah, outburst. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, female with the most consecutive elimination wins, and what is that number? Plus or minus one? I think we're still in Gordy. Uh, oh, okay. Female she has with the, the most, most consecutive elimination wins. She was thrown into elimination and she won this many times in a row. Oh, that was uh, um, uh, Jenna. Like no, in no, a, no. In a this is a Laurel suit. question. Oh, uh, Laurel won the most amount of eliminations in a row, and I believe her record is N1. So it is this number. She won that many times in a row before she lost, and that's her total record. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to say she won eight and has been in a nine. She has won She won nine in a row before she lost. Nine and one. You got that. It was plus or minus one. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, we are back to Gordy. What is Muhammad Ali's real name? Was not correctly answered in a trivia question. Uh, Cassius Clay. It is, in fact, Cassius <laughs> Clay. If somehow, by an act of God, you could tell me... Uh, you can go ahead and guess first who, who, incorrect, who incorrected that one. One of the women, right? Yes. It was... Such, I a, can, mis- such a can, misogynist. No, I can, I, can, like, I can picture... Oh, um, I am going to say. By the way, it's currently a tie score at nine here. Man, pressure's on then. Uh, yeah. I didn't mean to give you that real time telemetry of how this competition <laughs> was going to add to the drama. Oh, wait a minute. You mean that can help? The pressure's on. Uh, now I'm now I'm just blanking on names. You've got me all uh, you got me all hot and bothered. Who is uh, Ty? Can you steal this with just a guess? I mean, say a name. First of all, give yourself a chance. I, I'm, I'm going to say, say Nani. Okay. Ty? No, it's Kara. Oh. Are, are you watching videos right now? How are you on top of this? No, I want to remember because I, I, I've it's come to me now what she says. Oh, th- by the oh. way, that was going to be worth five points. There's no way. <laughs> because it's, yeah, because it's absurd. It's completely ridiculous. And when you're getting clowned on sports by who's the, who's the little teeny tiny gentleman that you already, somebody already talked about today. He's the one who clowns with the southern accent. Kahada. Oh, Kahada. Kahada is the one that's like, you think that Muhammad Ali is the same person as? Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> oh. 
To which he, he just, then points out, it's not even an, a lack of sports knowledge. Wait, you're telling me you don't know who Gandhi is? <laughs> <laughs> she just knows these names exist. She doesn't have any like knowledge of what they what they actually are. Okay. Well, Ty just threw it right back in there and jumped up 15-9. I have to eliminate the most seasons competed by a female question because I already gave it away, but here's three more questions about Cara Maria. Oh, God. Tied with most consecutive appearances by a female. So, the number of shows in a row that she appeared on, plus or minus one, and two additional points if you can tell me who the other person is that she's tied with this record with. Consecutive or total? Consecutive consecutive uh, she was she this is what she did for this many seasons well did she's done miss. she's done at least 10 so i just don't know when the gaps are i'm gonna say seven you you actually just landed on the answer even though she's done way more than 10 because we just said oh. we just gave away that she had done 14 well, that was... silly. <laughs> I, I just don't i don't remember the, the thing is like i don't have any memory of like when people are gone for one cycle, I have no memory of their absence, especially if they're a regular character. Nice. Uh, any guesses as to who she was tied with for most appearances by a fe- or consecutive appearances by a female? Uh, God, who used, who used to be on the show all the time? Um, I want to say Anissa, but I don't think Anissa's been on consecutive. I think she always takes one off. She like one on, one off. <laughs> what Sarah about- was on a bunch in a row. I'm just, you want to keep Gordy quiet answers. here, Gordy, so that you can steal this. <laughs> just let me keep saying things. Uh, I'm going to go with Camilla. Camilla is incorrect. Gordy, you need to step it up here. I'm going to say Paula. Oh, man. Ty, oh, you said Sarah. You said Sarah. It was, in fact, Sarah Rice. Oh. Really? Yes. Both seven times in a row. Seven. Wow. Uh most eliminations competed in by a female plus or minus two we're just talking about total number of elimination how many times, events. Has, how many times has a she been in eliminations also tied with someone else bonus two bonus points for if you can tell me who that other person that she's tied with god is it fun to just listen to us guess because <laughs> i don't have any idea um it's got to be somebody I, who's on the show all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And they actually even talked. I feel at one point she eliminates the other person and TJ lathers praise on this person for being uh, a frequent competitor in eliminations and having a pretty decent record. And it's surprising. Well, that, that, is it Jenna? It is not. What is her nickname? Elimination Barbie or uh, Challenge Barbie? Beast Barbie? Beast Who- Barbie? Gordy, do you have what, a guess what, here? What am I guessing? I'm I'm lost. <laughs> sure. Where are we? That's that, that's fine. You're you're uh you're basically like when Rogan threw Kyle to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> what what are the rules of this competition again? Um, most eliminations that was competed Jay, in. By the way, not sorry, Jay, not Kyle. Most eliminations competed in by a female. What num- uh, How many plus or uh, minus two has Cara Maria been in? How many eliminations? There was a point where she went into like five in one season for the record okay so i'm not i'm am i guessing who she's tied with or you can you can also guess who she's tied with i was considering that to be harder to guess okay and so i was awarding two points for that one point for the straight number all right i'm gonna say 13 
and Anissa. You got the Anissa part. Uh, I should have said that. I was even had Anissa. I know she's been on the show like every other season. Yeah, and, and she and she always gets eliminated. Yes, <laughs> right before the final. Yeah, <laughs> that's happened, I believe, three times. Most appearances in a final. She is tied with another cast member who we have already spoken about. This is back to tie. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, Gordy got. Oh, I don't know how to deal with that one. Gordy got one part right <laughs> and one part wrong. This was Ty's category originally, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, this was Gordy's category originally. I don't know. Whatever. The <laughs> Muhammad Ali part. No, yeah, now, yeah, that was Gord- that was Gordy's question originally. I got the Muhammad Ali steal, and so however you want to handle that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, again assert my challenge authority, and it's Gordy's. Based on the score, it's uh, Gordy's opportunity to tell me how many finals has she been in, plus or minus one. How many finals has Car Maria been in? Yes, sir. Eight. Nine is the correct answer. Who is she tied with? No, but he's uh, giving you plus or minus one, so you get it. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah, that, was a, that was a... Oh, that was your celebration? Oh, that was celebration? Yeah. I, I, all I heard was, oh. <laughs> Understated. Uh... So what female has been to nine what finals? Com- oh, what competitor oh. has also been to fi- nine finals? Gender neutral. Um, bananas? Correct. Yeah. Wow. Strangely enough, Gordy's getting, getting right back into this one, although I think this is uh, Ty's category now. We're starting a whole new one, the new trivia question. The world record for the fastest mile run, and it's a multiple choice. Okay. And this person loves multiple choice. Oh, actually, no, a different competitor loves multiple choice because it's 50-50 chance. That's Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) Is the mile run? By the way, point. Ty gets a point for knowing that. Oh, my God. It was so funny. (laughs) The best part is the producer goes, no, that would be uh, true or false would be 50-50. It's not. It's And then he goes, oh, yeah, it's uh, – I'm not good with math. Is the fastest mile, is the world record for the fastest mile four minutes, 59 seconds, three minutes, 43 seconds, or one minute, nine seconds? Well, obviously it's 343. <laughs> Ty, here's a chance to really stretch out your lead. What was the wrong answer given? The one minute one. The short oh, one. Oh, 459. Oh. <laughs> five minute mile. I can run a five minute mile. God's <laughs> sake. Hey, why, why didn't I get to steal there? Because uh, I'm going to give it to you because there was only – unless you were really, no, really I, going to do an impression was, of a challenge yeah, person. That was, that, was, that was a joke. 50-50. <laughs> nice. You actually Ooh. didn't have a 50-50 chance. Wait. No, no. I, yeah. Okay. Fortunately for those folks, if they're still with us, there are very few questions left here. Who could not tell us who the fastest mile run was? This is another – I chose only trivia about people that I think are uh, worth conversations about. And it is – um, who's who has a chance here? Gordy got the last one right, so this is Gordy's chance for a catch up. It is a buddy of Nelson's. I, I was actually I, Corey was top of mind for me. I, I was I didn't think it was Nelson. I, I was going to go with Corey. Yeah, there we go. Okay, amazingly, you are down two with four questions here with with, with Corey trivia. Oh with man, Corey trivia. Please don't be name all his baby mamas. <laughs> what? cosmetic procedure has Corey had done that is fairly obvious for watchers of the show in detail do do tattoos count no cosmetic procedure um oh elective medical procedure to enhance one's looks 
tattoos do not count. Say a nose job. Hmm. That is incorrect. Ty, any guesses? Did he get calf implants? <laughs> no, that was that was Tony. Didn't that's Tony right, time? That's yeah, right. Tony time got calf implants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is still going to stay with Gordy, and if this ends in a tie, it's going to be fantastic. Teeth. Fixed okay. up his teeth. Yes. Um. Oh, and I can't ask that question because I—that was how I was going to get a clue to uh, Gordy. What um, controversial stance is Corey famous for related to children? That's a weird question. Related to children? Is he an anti-vaxer? He boom, Gordy. Oh. <laughs> Hey, uh, that's actually a, a joke that didn't make the dad joke cut. Have, have you heard the one about the um, the autistic kid who catches polio? Jesus Christ. <laughs> trick, trick, trick question. There isn't one. Oh, no. I don't think you needed a punchline. <laughs> I think the setup was fine. <laughs> okay. For a chance to finish in a tie, plus or minus one, Corey holds the record for most consecutive daily mission wins. He was on the winning team or winning in the, as the individual on a daily mission how many times in a row? Seven. Ladies and gentlemen, this edition of the Challenge Trivia ends in a tie. <laughs> Gordy, Poetic. come from behind here. 1818. If you can believe it. Madness. Total madness, if you will. Well, I wanted to sum up the show. Thank you guys for joining me on this challenge journey. Thank you to all the listeners who are, are still with us and maybe you're interested in the show. And if you're not, you should pick it up. You'll enjoy it. Uh, every night after Chris and I record, when, when it's on, I'm like, I, I'm excited to be finished because I get to go watch the challenge before I go to bed. He always laughs at me. Um, but I wanted to share with our listeners the genesis of this entire discussion, which was um, way back and I think... Uh, late May or early June when we we're d DMing about this and what really made me want to start talking about this in detail was when Josh said, uh, I wanted to go through and name some categories. So maybe we'll have to come back to it at some point where he, he specifically said dumbest of the dumb. And uh, while you guys were having a continued conversation, I was really considering this from the most recent season. And I wanted to share my, what, my answer that Gordy uh, characterizes shockingly accurate and succinct. So when it comes to dumbest of the dumb on the most recent season of the challenge, Josh is the stupidest. Corey can't think of ideas, but can understand motivation and big picture thinking after the fact. Nelson is a narcissist and he's terrible at logic. So he seems very dumb, but he also seems to be aware of it after he fucks up. Like he knows that he's dumb. Um, Josh doesn't understand anything ever and suffers badly from Dunning Kruger because he thinks he's smart and good. So that is the challenge. If you don't want to watch it after that, I don't know what else to tell you. Can we Gentlemen, get a disclaimer? We were talking about the character, Josh, not me. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Josh on the show, not not Josh, our man here on the show, on this show. There Josh on the challenge. Um, any any last words for our listeners about the challenge, gentlemen? It's America's fifth greatest sport. Get on board. Future Olympics. I love it. Well, that's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three Pod, where we hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, and keeping your droplets to yourself. If you don't already, please subscribe and a review of your favorite podcast provider, and don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with pop, more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then, peace and challenge. 